Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time it may be where you are hearing the sound of my voice. I thank and praise God for another chance and another opportunity to join with you once again in the airways or in cyberspace with another edition of the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am, as always, just thankful for yet another day to be alive, another day to be able to give God the praise, the glory, and the honor, and another opportunity to share what's in my heart with you. And I'm praying that you will call in and share what's on your heart as well. Well, today I have a treat for you. My ride or die is not with me today, um, Minister Tanya Roberts, but I do have a guest fill-in co-host for today who is my, my dear brother and friend, Apostle Paul Greenleaf. So God bless you, man of God. Welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast, and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend this hour with us. How are you? I am blessed. I'm blessed and so excited to be here. Always, always a pleasure uh, to be here, and uh, greetings to my sister, my daughter, uh, Miss Tanya, uh, in her absence. I always love being on here with the two of you, because we have some really deep, interesting uh, programs. <laughs> Amen. trying to find the word. Amen, yes. God <laughs> keeps it real, that's deep. for sure. God keeps it yes. real. Yes, <laughs> sure at that. Amen. Amen. Well, Tanya had to to work today a little longer than she normally does. So um, I just thank God that you were able to fill in for her, which is always, always a blessing because you and I have done many, many shows together across many different platforms. So um, (laughs) it's always good to have um, a brother in the Lord that you can just feel totally comfortable with and and know that, you know, um, there's not going to be that shock factor on either one of our sides because we know each other so well and we feel perfectly comfortable speaking (laughs) what's in our heart and what's, um, I believe, from the Spirit of God. 
Today Amen. we have a very interesting topic um, based on mm. the climate in which we are currently living. Our topic today, um, I took, I actually took this from um, one of the president's trusted advisors um, early in <laughs> uh, his, wow. his presidency. And um, she was being asked about some statements that were being made, and her response to the question was that it was alternative facts. And I mm. never forgot that, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's what we call lying now, alternative facts. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> I get it. They're not I white lies it. anymore. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying? No, no white lies, no little stories. No, 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 no. Now it's alternative facts. So I'm fact. like, okay. <laughs> and then when I was thinking about, um, I always just allow the Lord to lead me in um, what he wants to address and to deal with in, within the, the context of the show. And that's what I heard in my spirit this morning. Why are we embracing alternative facts? You know, why is um, what man is saying, what man is doing, why is that the truth that we are allowing to lead our lives instead of the spirit of the living God and the truth who is Christ and allowing, Mm. you know, our stand in God to supersede anything that's going on in this earth realm. And I'm talking across oh. the board. Now, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to push in to the political side of it, but it's not just about the political side because I am witnessing, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Apostle, that men and women are no longer embracing the, the totality of who Christ is. I read something today, well. and it stuck out in my mind, and it said that we have reduced Christ to just being the head of a religion. And Mm. we have taken his deity away. We just see him as just an example in the head of a religion called Christianity. And we have forgotten that he embodies salvation, that he is the word of God. Mm-hmm. The word says that in the beginning was the word, okay? And the word was with mm-hmm. God, and the word was God. Was God. And he mm-hmm. is the word. So, Apostle, I have a question for you. What? Why do Uh-oh. you feel <laughs> that, yeah, here we go, here we go. Why do you <laughs> feel that man feels the need so deeply to agree with a, an earthly philosophy instead of believing the truth of the word of God. Can I tell the truth? <laughs> um, <laughs> Please tell uh, the truth. Might, Please tell the truth. Some might not. Uh, you know me. I, I'm very transparent and I'm very to the mm-hmm. point. Uh, I've been called a Yankee because I'm back. Um, but uh, straight from the hip, it's because those that call themselves, uh, and I did the finger quote, um, men and women of God are walking around like a box of shaking bake. Mm. <laughs> Except mm. I call it fake and bake. Instead of shake okay. and bake, I call it fake and bake. Because they're baking, but it's fake. It, 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 it's not even mm-hmm. real pork chops, real real chicken. 
Uh, it's not even mm. the real ingredients that's in a box of, of, of shake and bake. And the people in the world see this. You know what I'm saying? So, so even even mm-hmm. right now, the people that are not in the church, they are watching us more now to see what we're going to do. They're watching our every step, our every word, our every walk, uh, what we wear, how we walk, how we talk. Uh, they're, they're watching us because we're the ones that have been mm-hmm. saying uh, these things are coming, these prophecies are coming, and they want to see what we're going to do in the midst of it. And what are we doing? We're following this one, following that one, listening mm-hmm. to this one, listening mm-hmm. to that one. And I, I just want to touch on this pandemic for a minute because you said something that struck a chord in me. I've been hearing mm-hmm. so much about this new, uh, these three different companies coming out with a cure. And my mind mm-hmm. is everybody's so quick to be ready for these shots, for these cures. I, I know mm-hmm. your take on it because <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. talking to you about the flu shot. And we had that conversation. Uh-huh, yeah. Not doing it. Not not going um, to do it. Okay, go ahead. But see, here, here's my point. Keisha and I, Lady Keisha, and, and, and greetings to my wife and blessings to her and her absence. Um, Amen. They're so quick to run to this and, and, and get it out. But what happened to running to Christ, the true healer, the true hmm. deliverer, hmm. Uh, hmm. the true way maker, uh, that uh, you know, we we see people run. I got cancer. They run to the church. I I, I got AIDS. They mm-hmm. run to the church. But where they running mm-hmm. when they get corona? They're running to mm-hmm. look at what the president's saying. With Doctor, uh, what's his name? Doctor Fauci. About Fauci. Fauci. Saying, uh, his mm-hmm. his assistant, the woman. Uh, they're running to the news to hear when is the shots coming out. It's time mm-hmm. that we. Mm-hmm. Get out on the forefront line, and I believe this is what all this has been about. We've talked about this before, that God is trying to show us we, his true people, really need to get on the front line and really start telling people what this really is all about, that it really true is a mm-hmm. sign of the time, and that Christ is really on his way back, and you need to give your life mm-hmm. to Christ or you're going to bust hell wide open. Stop turning to the president, some false president, and I don't care who's a Trump listener. I don't believe in Trump. I don't believe in Biden. I don't believe in politics. The only politics that I believe in is that's the politics of the word of God, because that's what's going Mm -hmm. to save, set me free, and deliver me and keep me. Mm -hmm. The president Mm -hmm. can't keep me. The government can't keep me. Listening to alternative Facts, which the government is alternative facts. News is alternative mm-hmm. facts. Weather is alternative mm-hmm. facts. Speaking of the weather, I was talking about that the other day. Somebody was saying, oh, they say it's going to be a mild wet, wet, wet winter. And then the next person said, oh, it's going to be a bad winter. I said, you know what? I don't trust the weatherman. I believe in one weatherman, okay. and that is God Almighty. He will decide if it's going to be good, bad, mm-hmm. or ugly. And that's another mm-hmm, alternative mm-hmm. fact, believing in the weatherman. Right. So this world has got right. so many different alternative facts. And and it's because we, 
the people, and I, I say to myself, I'll say, I'll include myself. I'll, I'll step on my own toes and, and slap my own self in the head. We're not speaking up mm-hmm. enough. We're, we're, we're not like, it, it, if you can recall back in the day, we would be on a street corner with a bullhorn. What happened to that? Are we scared? Amen. Mm. Are we afraid mm. of what we might be called or what people might mm-hmm. think about us? Uh, we're mm-hmm. hiding in our closet. It's hot. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to use this as an analogy. The Christian church, the true believers have almost become like, and I'm not saying they are, but do you remember when homosexuality sin was in the closet and they were on the DL? Yep. It's almost like the church, yep. the saints are on the, the, on the DL. Yeah. It's yeah. time we come like out everybody. of that closet. Everybody has come out the closet but the church. Thank you. That's that's the point I'm trying to get to. Thank you, Master. It, it's like a, a <laughs> row reverse. The homosexuals have yeah. come out and the church has gone in. Yes. Yeah. To the point we that even allowing that alternative, that alternative fact to come into the church. Oh, it's okay to be a homosexual mm-hmm. in the church now. Don't get me started. It's insane. It's insane. It is so insane. This, this is my point. And the point. truth it's that like, they need to embrace is God. Yes. That's the point. That is absolutely the point. It, it is amazing to me, especially in this current culture and climate in which we live, <laughs> that you have supposed brothers, and I say that loosely, supposed <laughs> brothers and sisters in the Lord, they, they're claiming, okay, they're claiming um, that they are disciples and followers of Christ because they put that label Christian on them, okay, but they're doing the polar opposite of what Jesus would do. It's like we need to break our bracelets back out. What would Jesus do? Jesus okay. do. Um, and, and can I touch on that real quick for a minute? I look sure. at what would Jesus do? He would be honest about himself and mm-hmm. foremost. And I think about mm-hmm. that a lot in my walk. Now you know me, Colette. I, I don't I don't hide. I don't hide behind a sheet. I, I got a sheet, mm-hmm. it got some wrinkles in it, it got some spots in it. I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. and I'll be the first one to tell mm-hmm. somebody, no, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm cussed here Amen. and there, uh, uh, stubbed my toe and said, oh, deed. Mm-hmm. Does that not make mm-hmm. me a Christian? Does that not make me an apostle? Does that not mm-hmm. make me a prophet, mm-hmm. man of God? No. But the church is so messed up now that we can't even be real. No. What does the Bible say mm-hmm. about our flesh? To keep it under that subjection. Our flesh is sinful. Right. And we have to keep it under subjection. Does that mean it's always going to be under subjection? That we're not going to have some slips here and there? No, because we're not perfect and we're never going to be exactly. perfect. But stop running around and acting like you're perfect. That's what's wrong with the church. And mm-hmm. that's what the people see. That we're running around trying to be perfect. You you call you call yourself a pastor, apostle, or whatever. But you dipping and diving and don't think nobody knows. Just be honest about it and ask for some help. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I, I, um, people have heard me say when I've talked about some of the conversations, I love my daddy. You know I love my daddy, my father God. But sometimes I will be angry mm-hmm. with him. And I would say, well, Lord, mm-hmm. you said, and I'm only saying that word because I'm on the air, but I, I've had some other words, being real, okay? Because I feel mm-hmm. like if I mm-hmm. go to God, oh, Heavenly Father, thou art in heaven, da-da-da, he's going to mm-hmm. look at me like, that ain't my son. But if I mm-hmm. go to him and go, you know what, Lord, I'm just really tired of this today. I'm sick of this. You told me in your word, and I'll be dagnabbit if this ain't happening. You you need to tell me. That's how I talk to God. I go to God as mm-hmm. who he has created me as a real person mm-hmm. because I'm not going to go mm-hmm. to a God that knows me better than you, better than my wife, better than anybody else with a bunch of junk and malachi. Because that's what it would be to his Absolutely. kids. And he would turn a deaf ear because he'd be like, that's not my mm-hmm. son. That's not who he portrays himself to other people. How's he going to come to me like mm-hmm. that and expect me to hear? Right. Mm. It is mm. amazing to me that we as a homo sapien species, okay, we yeah. as mankind <laughs> think, <laughs> think, that we have more answers than God has, that we can Mm. do it better than God, because in essence, that is what we're saying. And when we put Mm. all of our faith, hope, and trust in a man, okay, then we are saying we believe the alternative fact that man knows better than God, that Mm -hmm. man can do it better than God. And that God is no longer on the throne of our heart because we have elevated man to that position. Now, I'm going to be mm. really, really real with you, okay? So <laughs> um, I am the epitome of, a anti <laughs> of an anti-Trump person, okay? Do not <laughs> embrace him, follow him, no way, shape, form, or fashion. And my problem with the body of Christ and the evangelical community that have gone out here and just tried to put this man on a pedestal like he is the second coming is the fact that you have completely taken the characteristics that God told us to possess in his word Mm. as his child out of the equation. And you have embraced a narcissistic liar, womanizer, okay, mm-hmm. conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, and stood up mm-hmm. and literally taunted this man as a second coming, and he is the best thing for the church, and we can't make it without him. I'm sorry, excuse me? Uh, I'm not going to make it. You're hearing me. You're following me. When did it become that I'm not going to make it because of some man without a man, physically, literally, in leadership, in any other kind of way? I can't make it without God. I I can do without all the rest. Some of them, it may hurt me a little bit to do without, but I can do it. (laughs) Trust me, I can do it. Okay? We've done it. 
Hello? <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is that I, I cannot fathom why the church at this point in time is divided as it is when we are supposed to be the representation of the kingdom of God. We are supposed to be ambassadors to the kingdom. Our first citizenship, we have a dual citizenship. Our first citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Our second citizenship is in this earth realm. Whatever country you're in, it's a matter of you being housed in this fleshly house, and so therefore you're now a citizen of the earth realm. But the only reason you are here, okay, is to bring the representation from the king. Hello, there's purpose and assignment for you being here, and it is not to mimic what the world is doing. We are here to show a more excellent way. And we are doing just the opposite. I mean, literally, the world can't tell the saint from the ink, okay? Because it all looks the same. They look the same. It's amazing. Ooh, but you you said it's something. You you me. were you were talking about um, following this this man, and Keisha and I have had discussions. And if we read our word, it talks about things that are going to come, things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I start thinking and, and, and I start looking back on, on some things and just talking with the Lord. What a lot of people don't realize, there is the Antichrist, but he also has mm-hmm. many Antichrists. And Trump is a mini mm-hmm. antichrist, and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. He just set up the – everything's got to go through a process. <laughs> everything's got to go through a process. We know this. And, and, and I believe that Trump is a process to the leading of the antichrist because he, he's done everything that would lead to that. It, it, I mean – Mm-hmm. And, and people are fallen by the wayside listening to this man and him making look everything look hokey-dory. Oh, uh, corona's not real. Uh, cure's right around the corner. Okay, now look at the end of his reign, what is coming around the corner? Chaos. No one has stopped and more to and think more about division. That. And then and and the so called cure all of a sudden. All of a mm. sudden, just before he's going out of office. Bam. They're talking about three weeks now that it'll be out. Do whatever they want to. Anyway. <laughs> I said I ain't putting that needle in my arm. Mm-mm. I'll keep being covered by the blood of Jesus and keep on wearing a mask. Man, please. Um I discovered something earlier this year, and it caused me to really start doing studying on kind of like the human psyche, what makes us um, follow something that that we should absolutely positively know within our spirit is, is just it's wrong. There's like just no way that this can add up to be what it should be, right? 
um, I found out right. in April who my biological father was. And mm. um, and in finding out who my biological father was, I found out, you know, about his life and his death. And mm. when I, there was so much revelation and information that came to me in, in such a rapid succession, wow. um, like within a two-day period, that just really blew my mind. But the, as, as I'm finding the same day, <laughs> check this, as I'm finding out the same day who he was, I find out the same day how, how and when he died. And mm. he died November 18th, 1978 in Jonestown, Guyana. <laughs> mm. um, I'm like, mm. wait, homeboy drank the Kool-Aid? That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> and it was like, and my mm. kids was tripping, especially my daughter. She was like, Mama, do you realize all our lives you have always said to us, y'all don't drink the Kool-Aid? And, and, and she's telling the truth. I was always don't follow after people and just do things because people entice you to do it. And, and my analogy mm. of that was don't drink the Kool-Aid. And so the fact mm-hmm. that I had said that like all of their lives and then to find out that not only did my biological drink the Kool-Aid, but he was Jim Jones's head of security. So he drank a whole oh, bunch of Jesus. Kool-Aid before he drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, brother, it's, it's deep. It's really, really deep. So I'm saying this he and really I'm sharing this because, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, I'm saying all of this to say in the past month, okay, like just the rhetoric and everything that has gone on around the election. I put up a post last week um, in response to, to uh, Pastor Andy Stanley, um, um, Pastor Charles Stanley's son. He did an article in the Atlantic, very sound article, very good article. And I did a commentary on his article, and in it, I, one of the lines in it was, it was so refreshing to see someone that is quote-unquote classified as an evangelical leader not drinking the Trump Kool-Aid. My point is this. It's like we as the body of Christ, how is it we can get so far off focus and track and kilter that anything, someone that has the characteristics that this individual has is gospel. And, and you take it, you, you go from, from prophesying, prophesying that this man is going to be the president again. And when that doesn't happen, now you're perpetrating the, the same conspiracy theory and lies that it was a fraudulent election rather than mm-hmm. to just come clean and say, you know what, I spoke from my emotions. I believe his philosophy, tell the truth, you're just as racist as he is, most of you. But anyway, I believe mm. his philosophy. I believe what he stood for. And so, therefore, I gave a word out of my emotion and what I wanted to see happen as opposed to going to the Spirit of God and saying, Lord, what is really what's going on here? 
right? And but to the thing take, is, is to take it to the him. death. To, it, there, therein you have my point. To take it to the depth that it has now gone to, okay, and not not being bothered by you are the Pied Piper of souls following you mm, on this pattern. Mm. And you're going to have to give a reckoning for this. And you're so deeply entrenched in this cultic atmosphere that you have completely lost all focus in the will of God. Now, let me, let me say this, okay, because I get that people possibly in the beginning got caught up in he claimed to have the same policy intentions that would properly rep- represent the church. Now, I'm a firm believer this was just a ploy to get votes, but be that as it may. Here's my thing. Since when did policy override the heart of man? Okay? Because I don't care what's on the law books. I don't care what is legal. If your heart is sold out for God, if your heart is given to him, you're not going to partake in those things, be them legal or not. And if your heart is not right, whether it's legal or not, you're going to still do what you do. I did not, like, marijuana just got legal, but I was smoking it 30 years ago. I haven't smoked it in 33 years, but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If if your heart is not right, women have been finding a way to abort babies for hundreds of years, probably centuries, okay? Homosexuality has been around, we know, for centuries, okay? Because if we go back to Sodom and Gomorrah, we're talking five, 6,000 years ago, all right? So it's not a matter of the policy or whether it's legal or not on the books. It's a matter of a man or a woman's heart. And since when did our job become worrying about policy and forgetting about the heart of man, forgetting about the souls of men and going after people to show them, as I said earlier, a more excellent way to show them the love of God. With loving kindness have I drawn thee. I was watching a movie yesterday, and in the movie there was this atheist that started working for this Christian. And at first, the Christian was really bothered. It was like when she realized she had hired the woman and she was an atheist, it was like, oh, my God, I've just hired Satan, you know. But her girls had to correct her and said, how do you know that's not your assignment to show her God, to show her the love of Christ? Maybe she didn't grow up in that kind of an atmosphere and come to find out she didn't. So nobody had ever presented him to her. She grew up in a Christless home. That's all she knew. So she did not believe in God. There was no Buddha. There was no Hare Krishna. There was no nothing. She did not believe in God, period. And when she had the conversation with the woman and the woman addressed her because she kept throwing Jesus in her face, she backed up and said, listen, I apologize. She said, I just, 
I just didn't understand you're not believing in God. You're the first person that I've ever really come in contact with that did not believe. And she said, and I apologize. I just, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I just wanted to share him with you. And not that the woman came to Christ right that minute, but what the woman said was, well, thank you. And she said, thank you for what? She said, you are the first person that didn't judge me because I didn't believe. And because there wasn't that judgment over a period of time, the woman became a believer just because she was shown love. She was shown a different way. When did we lose sight of it's about leading someone to God? We have no power to save anybody. We have no power to transform somebody's heart. But if we're living the word of God out before an individual, then God can use our actions in the transformation process. Like Paul said, one will water, one will plant, another one will water, but it's going to be God that's going to give the increase. We have lost and left our station. Like the word in Revelation, we have definitely left our first love. We have left the place that God has created us and called us to to introduce him to a hurting and dying world. This pandemic, plague, whatever you want to call it, has been the perfect opportunity to show the love of God, to show the care and concern of God, not to be antagonistic because, oh, if you don't believe in my political party, then you don't deserve to get any help. You don't deserve to get any care. You don't deserve to get any consideration. That right there should tell anybody with half a spirit that this man is not of God. Because God desires unity. God desires to show his love to the world, not to a specific political party. Now, I'm going to be really, really honest. Biden appears to have a better character, but time will tell. We don't know. So I'm not putting any man up in the place where God needs to be. No matter what happens, with the virus, with the political unrest in this country, no matter what else is going on in this world, if our focus is on God and what he desires our stand to be, what he desires us to do in the midst of these situations that surround us, then and only then will true revival and salvation break out in these different countries. Because, hey, this is a worldwide epidemic. This is not just America. Oh, we're leading it, okay, because we're not handling it correctly. But this is worldwide. And you've got to know that God has his remnant stationed worldwide. And he's sitting back going, what the heck are you doing? What are you doing? Timothy put it as best as I, I, anybody could describe it. Timothy said that a person who is called to be a soldier should not entangle themselves in the cares of this world so that they may please the one that called them, that called them into service, that called them as a soldier. And we have gotten so far away. I, <laughs> Paul, if, if 
it grieves me. It grieves me to hear the conversations that are currently going on in the body. I'm just like, I actually had somebody send me a message. This was before the election, taunting all the accolades of Trump. And then in the message got to the place, and if you don't agree with me, then my recommendation is you cast out the demons that's in your mind. If I don't agree with you, I got demons in my mind? Are you serious? And this is a quote-unquote pastor. What? (laughs) I was just like, and you know me. So I'm like, okay, daddy, (laughs) this this was one of my come to to daddy means, daddy. You know I'm going to respond, but I want to respond in you. So help me type this. Because what I wanted to say is not going to be Christ-like. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's just, I, I'm just like, I'm blown away. I am just blown away at the, in, the inaccurate portrayal of who we are to be in Christ. It just, I, I'm just not understanding it at all. Okay, looks like you left the call and came back on. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you had dropped. Are you back? I, yes, I am. I was texting you saying, I got dropped. I'm back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> I just, I just, you know what? My, my computer had went to sleep. And so I wasn't looking at the screen. And you, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't look at my phone when I'm doing broadcast. So you can right, text me, and yeah. I would never know that you text me. Um, anyway. I was going to text you on, okay. the, on the screen. I said, cause I oh, okay, you okay. because I don't think you heard because I made a couple of comments. <laughs> I did not. I did not hear you. So I am so sorry. They didn't you're, hear you're, them. <laughs> okay, well, you're unmuted, so so I will let you respond Amen. at this point. Oh, uh, you you've said so much. You said so much. Um, wow. Um, 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 there's this one particular thing you said that um was just so on point, and um, I'm trying to remember now. But I was muted. <laughs> oh, Lord. It'll come back to you. Okay. It'll come back to you. You don't hear me. Um, I but, didn't. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. I, what you were saying had to be heard. So you know, I appreciate God had me on mute for a reason because the, the things Amen. that you were saying were were very uh, relevant, very important. And um, it was just time for me to listen because you just really said some things that made my head go, you know, just exploded. Mm. Um, especially when you were talking about your your finding out about your father, and that was one of the things you were talking about. How, and, and this is something I feel the church needs to do. You you did a DNA, um, obviously to mm-hmm. find out who your dad was. And we uh-huh. need to renew our DNA with Christ, and and yeah. because if if we did the correct DNA, we would find out who our first father was, where our Amen. bloodline really is, and that's the bloodline 
I, I, I think you see where I'm going with this. That that's the bloodline mm-hmm. that we should be taking actual uh, facts from and embrace the truth from and live the truth from that bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's where it all leads back to. He he is original bloodline. Yes. And Absolutely. Um, the church Absolutely. has gotten so far away from that, just so, so far. And um, well, one of the things I wanted to key in, we, we were talking about alternative facts. Um, the church is such a coaster now. <laughs> hmm. If you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's like they're not even putting toast in; they're putting pop tops in. Because you mm-hmm. know, when you put a pop top in a toaster, it doesn't stay in very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's, that's just it, how I see the church now. We're not baking like we need to be baking in the spirit. Yeah. That's Thank what you're you. saying. Thank you. When mm-hmm. when you put toast in, you got to keep it in. There's certain, okay, I'm sorry. Let me use a turkey in the oven. Mm-hmm. When you when you have a turkey, a turkey is like a newborn Christian. You've got to wash mm-hmm. that turkey. You've got to clean the inside out. Oh, come on, God. Uh, you got to take all that yes. mess from the inside out of that turkey before you can even yes. clean it. You got to take out because when when it when they freeze it, it's got them giblets up in there. It, it, it's yep, got that yep. other stuff up in there, and you got to take all that stuff out of that that turkey. Looks like a newborn Christian, and you got to take it out, and you even got to clean the gib- giblets if you're going to use those for your gravy or whatever. So you got to clean yep. the inside yep. of the turkey, and, and, and then you prepare it. You season it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. To, some people take and they'll season their turkey uh, overnight or a couple of days, okay? And yep, then you prepare it for the oven, and, and, and then it cooks for a while in the oven. What's happening now is uh, the church is so wanting to have their seats full, okay? Come on now, somebody. Mm-hmm. That mm. they're taking the turkeys, the newborns, and rushing them in and putting them through those new, those newfangled ovens where they cook in ten mm. minutes, and then mm. they say, "Oh, mm. you're done. You're you're ready for ministry. You're ready to be an apostle. Man, you're please. ready to be a prophet. You're ready to direct the choir." And yet they have not even cooked fully, mm. and their mm. insides are still rotten. And that's why when you go into a house of God, you smell God. Oh, shut up, Paul. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You ever walk in a church and there's a certain aroma, a certain atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, when I walk into a new house, um, be it a, a, a home or a house of God, I'm, I'm my my spiritual senses are heightened yes. because I mm-hmm. want to feel and check out the atmosphere. That atmosphere. I want to know yes. what kind of an atmosphere have I walked into. What? What? Mm. And a lot of people aren't even doing that now. They're not checking their surroundings, their atmosphere, 
that they're walking into, even when it comes to their job, uh, uh, where they're where they're going into restaurants, where they're going. In. Don't don't people understand that those accepting alternative facts can jump on you when you're not in mm-hmm. the right position, right spot okay. at the right time. It goes back to when you wake up, do you say, God, what are your plans for me? What direction will you have Mm -hmm. me go to the right? Will you have me go to the left? Will you have me walk backwards? Will you have me walk forward? Will you have me go around in circles? Will you have me stand still and stay right here? But yet, it's all about, I got to do what I got to do. I got to get up at 7. Mm -hmm. I got to go to work. And not trust and believe. I tell you right now, I love my job. Um, God is blessing me with this job, but if I woke up with the staring in my spirit tomorrow morning, and I kept hearing that, and I know what God is speaking to me, and he told me to stay home, I'd be on that phone and telling my boss, I can't come in today. Fire mm-hmm. me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if God tells me, and, and, and see, we just don't know, instead of, it, it, this is all falling into those alternative facts, alternative facts is, Oh, I'm not going to. I'm going to go to work because if I don't go to work, I'm going to get fired. But yet, if God tells you to stay home, what if you get up and you go to work, and the next thing you know, you're sitting up in a a, a, a hospital bed, struggling for your life because mm-hmm. you either got hit by a car, mm-hmm. got shot, whatever. Because you didn't listen. But you were following alternative you know, facts. Let me tell you something. My grandson said something to me the other day. Um, my oldest grandson, who most of you know, just got out of prison. And mm-hmm. he was talking about the situation that led up to him going to prison. And he said the individual that he was with kept baiting him to go do something. And he kept saying mm. no. He felt it in his mm. spirit. No. No, no, no. And finally, because this person was so persistent, he gave into it, and it took almost 10 years of his life. Mm. So we need to listen when that, mm. that spirit of God, that intuition that inner, that is saying small inner voice no. that we ignore. Exactly. When mm. it says no. Now, I have learned mm. the hard way. Okay, and I'm not going to say I'm perfect with it, that I get it right every time, but I promise you, I am much more in tune to hearing a yes or no before I go forth in something without, instead of just rushing into things, because I think that's what I need to do. And let me say this, let me say this, thank you, Holy Spirit. We as the body of Christ have been taught incorrectly. Mm, and and, been, and they use the word to teach it to us. They teach mm. us that <laughs> whatsoever you ask for will be given to you. So you automatically believe that if I pray for it and I ask for it, then it's mine. And Mm-mm. what you have missed, what you have missed is before you ask for it, because this is when the word tells you you didn't get it because you asked a mess. What you did not do before you asked for it is said, Daddy, is this for me? Daddy, is this is the way you have me to go? 
is in mm-hmm. your will that I do this, or am I completely just acting off of my flesh and emotion? Mm-hmm. And that's like, why Lord, we're I need missing a job. It. Give me a job. But, Lord, is it exactly. your will for me? And God's okay, trying to Lord, tell you, yes, go open a business. Mm. Let me tell you. You said you said something a few minutes ago, and you said, I just got to do what I got to do. And that's the mentality of people. I will never yes. forget the rebuke and correction that I got from God on that very statement. And it was when I first came back to Vegas in 2010, and I was out walking with a friend of mine. And I was asking her about where she was working. Now, God had already told me to be still and to know that he was God. And I could not call forth any of my contacts. And, you know, because I'm like, I'm back home. I I got contacts in in just about every major hotel out there. There shouldn't be no hassle to get a job, right? And he told me no. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking and I'm talking to my girlfriend, I said to her, listen, I got this. I said, I know what God said. I said it just like this. I know what God said, but I got to do what I got to do because I need a job. I kid you not, probably two to three hours after I made that statement, we finished doing our walk, went home. He waited till I settled myself and got quiet. And then he said, crystal clear, did you hear what you said earlier? And, and it wasn't like I was going to go, what you talking about? Because <laughs> I knew exactly what he was talking about. Because as soon as it came out my mouth, there was a check in my spirit. As soon as it came out my mouth. And so when he asked me, he said, did you hear what you said earlier? And I, like, kind of mm. dropped my head. This is true. Dropped my head and said, yes. <laughs> you know how you get really humble because you know you get ready to get in trouble? Yeah. I was like, yes. He said, the only but you should ever have is but God. There is no other but Mm. but God. So it's but what I said, (laughs) okay, not but what you feel you have to do. Thank you for that. And I was like, got you. Go ahead. Thank you for that because you you know I, I just called you the other day. And, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. You know me, I won't lie. Um, been struggling with this car thing, this, this license thing. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, Lord, you you really got to help me with this. And I finally got some peace today. Because I was like, okay, Lord, I called them because I, I have to pay a reinstatement fee. Now, the one I have to pay here mm-hmm. in Virginia, that's all set. I can go in and I can pay it. But I cannot pay it until I pay the one in Boston. So I called them uh-huh. and not putting all my business out in the air. You know, I told you what happened. And supposedly uh-huh. I was supposed uh-huh. to get a call back. I didn't get a call back. Call back. I supposed to get a call back by 8 o'clock the last time, which was Friday. Didn't get a call back. I'm like, okay, Lord, what is this holdup? What, what's the holdup? And Keisha said something to me. And she said, because I said to her, um, and, and you know my wife has got a lot of wisdom. Uh, I got to give her that. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. gave me a, a yes. wife with a lot of wisdom. Sometimes I don't listen to that wisdom. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Sometimes it clicks mm-hmm. right away. You know, us husbands, you know, mm-hmm. we want to think we've got more wisdom than our wife sometimes. 
I'm telling on my brother mm-hmm. in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it but, goes vice versa um, too, brother. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> amen. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ain't trying to get myself in trouble tonight because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know my look. That's your sister. You know mm-hmm. my sister. <laughs> and trust mm-hmm. me, she's listening. Mm-hmm. She might not be on the call, but she's listening. I'm, oh no, she's um, she there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, she said something because I said to her, "I said, well, honey, you praying? Because you know I really want to get this license. I'm praying." She said, yeah, I'm praying. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. See, I wish she was on the call. Um, I said to her, well, honey, you, because she tells me um, when I say something to her, she said, well, I I talked to my dad. I talked to the big boss. So I said to Mm -hmm. her, I I thought I was being funny. (laughs) I said, well, you need to have a conversation with your big boss, your your daddy, your daddy and daddy, and tell him to move some pieces and, and, and make things work. She said, well, I don't already talk to him, and he, he, he said he got it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't respond to it. She just said he got it. Mm-hmm. And, and the minute she said that, it clicked in my spirit. Okay, Paul, shut up. God got it. When mm-hmm. it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. It may not happen when you want. It may not happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. May not happen the next day. It may not happen till mm-hmm. February. But God got it, and it will happen. But He's got in it. God's timing. But He's got it. Amen. And there's a purpose for Amen. the moment, the time, the day, the date, as to when He's got it. And I had yep. to get that. That one thing that she said, He got it made me realize, you know what, I don't got it. I'm trying to take control over it. When I need to let go of the control and let God do his thing, and when he does his thing, guess what? It's going to be a better outcome that that I was even anticipating. Because Mm -hmm. the outcome could be I was going for a used car, come home with a new car. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't know what God is doing. Go with a and down if, payment if you and have not have a life to put in a right down that minute, Let me tell you, that's it. When we try to rush it, we do not allow mm-hmm. the process to finish. Right. And there's that's a like process behind the, the scenes that's being taken. Yep. Yep. There's, let me, you were talking about the turkey, and I had to share this, okay? Because I think this is prophetic in itself. So... You were yes. talking about having to clean out the inside of the turkey and what have you, right, before you put it in the mm-hmm. oven. So I cooked two turkeys right. on Thanksgiving. One I roasted, the other one I smoked. Well, mm-hmm. the first one um, I, like, you know, did, like you were saying, and it was still kind of frozen inside. I was, like, surprised because it had been out mm-hmm. for two days. Wow. But it was a big turkey. So I'm cleaning mm. it out and what have you, and I got the little giblet, you know, bag out and whatever and wash it out and, it's, you know, put my little um, um, condiments and stuff inside of it, what have you, and went out there and put it on, on my grill. Came back in, went to prepare the other one, and noticed the other one had a neck along with the giblets. Because I questioned, one, I was surprised that the first one didn't have a neck. Okay? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Um so I went ahead, prepared the second one, you know, and it had the neck. And I put, you know, the giblets in the neck, in the pot. I always let my giblets cook for two or three hours, okay, 
um, mm-hmm. so that they're they're really really tender. Um, and I use that broth. I, I make a lot of it because I use part of the broth for my dressing, right? Mm-hmm. Paul, tell me why I took when when I took the turkey off the grill. I still put it in the oven a while because the turkey was so big, the grill couldn't close down all the way for the majority of the time it was cooking. So, you know, and the coals are burning out and right. It's been cooked like two or three hours, but on a very, very long <laughs> kind of thing. So I put it in, I, but no, this is real. This is real, right? Put it in the oven, you know, for a little while longer and what have you, and then took it out. Moist and all of that stuff. But here's my point that I'm getting to. When I took it out of the oven and went <laughs> to look at it, there was the neck. I knew you were going to say that. I had overlooked the neck. <laughs> I had overlooked the neck. Mm, and I'm like, you didn't go through well, the whole process. There's the neck. Mm. But, but check this out. So I was like, okay, well, cool, because it had cooked, right? So I took the neck and dropped mm. it in the pot. You know, the other had been cooking for two, three hours, right? When I got ready to pull the two necks out of the pot to, to take the meat off the bone for the actual gravy, the one, the one that had been in the turkey all that time, it was difficult pulling it off the bone. I mean, it was coming mm. off, but it was difficult. The one that had been in the pot and cooked for two to three hours, the meat just slid right off. There was no mm-hmm. issue whatsoever. My point is, if you don't go through the proper process, now the other one was mm-hmm. done, but not to the point that the one that had gone through the proper process was done. Mm. It was done, which but made it was the tough. outcome more difficult for one mm. than it was for the mm. other. Mm. So you never know, but there, there's a difference in how the process is taking place. Mm-hmm. You've got to allow the process to go through its proper channel if you mm. want a specific outcome from it. You've got to wait. You've mm. got to just, you know what I'm saying? You've got to make sure you're seeing the process through properly. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm. Yes, ma'am. And I'm like, you know, that's like, when you said that, I was like, oh, I got to give this. I got to give this. Because <laughs> it, it, it was like, it, it, it struck me when it happened. And God, just it, it was just crystal clear. If you don't go through the right process, even though your outcome, they were both done, but it wasn't done in the same manner. And I knew that it was, was not God done because in the I same had got it going in, in one direction. And I said, no, wait a minute. Let me change it to a turkey. So God knew mm-hmm. exactly what he was doing. He was taking those mm-hmm. alternative facts and making them mm-hmm. to be embraced in the truth. Right. Right, mm. right, right. All over a yep. turkey. God could take the simplest thing. We are down to 60 seconds, Paul. <laughs> My God. This really? hour has gone by so quickly. Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't got all fired up and wide awake, huh? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, this has been good. This has been good. I really want to thank you for um, pitching in and substituting for your daughter and just, you know, and I believe that God had his way in this. I really do. And this was yes. good. 
No, my pleasure. Thank this you for for having me. It, it's been awesome, and and the topic was awesome. And um, make sure you tune in uh, to Sensational Sounds Amen. Radio for the recap of this. Uh, this will be in all of her programs are aired on um, Sensational Sounds Radio uh, dot net every Thursday at uh, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That much more. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen, amen. Wonderful radio. Thank you for the applause. You guys need to tune in. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen. So, Lord, we thank you for this time that we have shared. We pray, Lord God, that something has been said that would bring a person closer to you, that that would make them stop and to think and to realize there is a more excellent way. You are a God of love, and you are not a God of fear. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And so, God, we thank you that we can trust in your spirit to lead, guide, and direct us along the path that you have predestined us to. To you be all the glory, honor, everything in Jesus' name. Well, um, have an incredible week in the Lord, guys. And, um, and yeah, I'll be. Lord willing, we'll be with you again next week. Same God time, same God channel. Thank you again, Apostle. God bless you. And much love to to, um, my sister. Amen. Amen. God bless. Much love to my brother. Let's keep it.